This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host's own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. But our movement is designed to restore that faith, to restore that hope, to bring back the belief in what is possible, to root our values in everything we do, values of humanity, equality, and justice, values that will center us fighting for those who are disenfranchised, for children with special needs, for our seniors, for women, for people of color, to rebuild an infrastructure as we go forward and a democracy that works for everyone. Let me tell you something right now. Elliot Engel, and I'll say his name once, used to say that he was a thorn in the side of Donald Trump. But you know what Donald Trump is more afraid of than anyone, anything else? A black man with power. That is what Donald Trump is afraid of. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, peace, everybody. What's the deal? It's episode 14. It's episode 14, one, four. This is Black Political Millennials with your, with your host, Martel, a.k.a. Pierre Defecto. And it's your girl, Ashley. Ashley in the building. Yes, yes. We are so excited to be back. It's been a while. Yo, it's been a minute. It's been a been a couple weeks. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been yeah. a lot happening. It's a whole lot of uh, stuff that done happened since the last time. That you've heard our voices, but we're glad to be back on with y'all. We are. We're um, we're getting it. We're getting it together. We getting it together. So what was that clip we just so played? that that clip was from, um, I guess he would be considered Congressman elect, mm-hmm. Congressman elect Jamal Bowman, yes, of the New York's. I think it's the seventh, the sixteenth or seventh, sixteenth congressional district, uh, who just unseated long-term incumbent uh, Elliot Engel. Yes. Um, Man, dude, 73. 73. Yes. So, I don't know if it says, but I spread somewhere like 11 terms. Sounds about right. Yeah, 11 terms. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. What? What's 11 times four? Oh, you about to have me Is that 44? 44. <laughs> that was an easy one because it's 11, huh? Because I'm the like, worst with up. numbers. Yo, math is not my strong <laughs> suit. Yo, I'm good at geography or some stuff like that. Look. But the Writing math problems, we're going to pass that along to somebody else <laughs> on the squad. Yes, Dante. <laughs> but he's, he's he's getting the baby ready for bed. Oh, We're working on a schedule. So, you know. we we It's cool. We got it, though. Yes. We got it. So, I feel like she just heard us because I heard a scream. Mm-hmm. She know we're recording. <laughs> yeah, she knows <clears throat> we just talked about her. But oh. that was Jamal. And, you know, shout out to having a Jamal in Congress. Yeah, that's dope. That's major. Like that's Congressman major. Jamal Bowman. With two A's, though. Put some respect on his name and don't spell his name wrong. He got don't, two A's in don't it. Don't spell his name wrong. Y'all better put two A's in his name. Put some respect on that man's name. But that's dope, though. 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Middle school principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, unseated New York's longest-serving Congress member. Um, it was time. It's definitely time. It was time. It's time for that in all levels of government. We got to start taking... Mm-hmm. We got to take over our, you know, for our generation, you know. Um, I think I say it all the time, but I watched that last State of the Union um, with 45. And when that camera pans in the audience, I just be like, yo, 
These old white men gotta go. Yo, they be old as hell, just sitting there, just like halfway alive. I'm not. Let me stop. Let me stop. But for real, (laughs) I mean, you literally look at them physically. You're like, how? How? Don't they want to be home with their great great grandkids? Because they got great great grandkids. They do, but their great great grandkids might not even like them, yo. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) The Gen Zers like them, yo. They might be like, why ain't y'all voting my great granddad out yet? I don't know, man. Y'all don't want to be going (laughs) fishing every day. But then you know what? A lot of them dudes can do all the retirement shit and still be congressmen. They can. You see what the the, the goofy-ass president be golfing all the damn yeah, time? He's probably true. whack on the sticks, too. That is true. I don't even want to say that. He's probably weak at golf, for real, yeah. for real. But they probably be doing all that, that fish, fishing and, 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 and buck hunting and Especially all of that shit. Especially when you serve that many terms because just, it's kind of like it's kind of like robotic for them. Yeah. You know, they... they they got to do what they got to do. And I guess, what did I read to that particular uh, congressman? Um, he chaired the House Foreign Affairs Committee. So, you know, the Democratic establishment was really trying to save his seat. But he pulled up in there like AOC did in New York and mm-hmm. was like, y'all, I'm really here for us and yeah. the fight that we need to have right now. I got the energy. I have the stamina. Right. I have the right mindset. I have, you know. I'm ready, basically. Exactly. And this is a message to if we ever happen to have one of our old heads currently serving um, congressmen, senators um, mm-hmm. in office, y'all need to be thinking about your succession plans. Yeah. And really finding people that are going to push our our government to uh, the next level of what we need for today. Exactly. Y'all did y'all fight for back then, back in them days. Yeah. Like, it's, and you got to pass the baton. Yeah, you got past the baton. You know what I'm saying? It don't gotta like, be ugly. You know, nah, we nah. can we can do it in a way that still pays respect for people that did their part. And now it's t- your time is up. Yeah, it's time to nah, real talk. It's time to let you it go. You know what I'm saying? So I think we'll I think we'll probably I I see us discussing that from for the rest of this year mm-hmm. as we head into November. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll probably be discussing that a little bit more. Um, and, and you know, you've done your thing. Salute you. But mm-hmm. you got to pass the stick stuff. I mean, that's, that's that's just kind of what it's I think he still is going to get his pension. Like, he served. Like, he's good. Oh, no, he's good, good. He's, he's good. good, good. They he, got the best benefits, everything, yeah, all he, of that. And he's still going to be able to go to New York City and get breakfast for free. So he's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that is true. Thank you for your service, sir. You yes. know what I'm saying? Now, let's, let's let uh, Brother Jamal um, add on. And uh, the fact that he's a middle school principal is is really cool Ooh, because middle schoolers. I know because my thing is you probably have seen and experienced a lot from students, parents, the environment, the mm-hmm. teachers. So I feel like he, you know, what I mean, I think another thing that's important too when you're in these in uh, positions is know what's happening on the ground. Yep. And know what's happening with your constituents. Yep. You know, um, and I think somebody that's working in a middle school as a principal especially in new york city definitely is going to know kind of what's happening on the ground yeah um so we salute that brother uh we'll keep you all posted on on things that he's doing his efforts uh you know all the dope great things that he's done when he's sworn in uh we'll keep you posted on our brother uh jamal bowman uh from new york city uh 16th congressional district yeah so we're gonna we're gonna salute that brother congratulate him yes on, so. on his victory and uh, we're gonna talk more about elections. Yeah, we gonna check on us though. How you been? We ain't we ain't yo, checked in with everybody. What's yo, been up? What's going? Man. We look. We made it through Mercury retrograde. When yo. I thought about it, we picked today to record. I was like, you know what? I'm glad we picked today because. Yeah. 
Woo, Jesus. The way Mercury Retrograde set up. Yo, we may have recorded a whole episode and that thing ain't record, yo. That would have been bad, yo. That would have been bad. <laughs> that <laughs> that would have been, been bad. bad. We had to we had to wait, y'all. Yeah. It was worth the wait, I yeah. promise you. It was. It was the right thing. But I'm good though. Um work's been busy. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot happening at work. The whole unemployment thing is a mess. Uh, Ooh, I don't know what state you may be in, but we're in Pennsylvania and it's a freaking mess here. Um so yeah, there's just a lot happening. There's a lot going on between that. Uh, the, the corona case spike here in our county um, but you know me personally I'm okay though you know what I mean I, I, I got a plant collection I started collecting house you plants did. I saw that so you got me motivated it made me, it made me happy plants made me happy so I've been you know doing that with plants try and get try and get active stay active on a little workout regimen mm-hmm. um, I'm down like close to 10 pounds from May you know, That's what's up. so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, there's a lot of wild stuff happening around, but Jesus. I just been trying to keep myself, you know, keep myself good. Uh, celebrated a birthday a couple weeks ago. Sure um, so 33 now. Happy Jesus birthday. Year. Thank you. So I'm happy birthday. You know, we got a lot of love on the page. We got too. a lot of love, man. Cause we you, definitely you's got a, a lot you's of love. a good Thank dude, you. bro. He's a good that. dude. I'm honored to do the show that. with you. And to that means a lot. Build like this. So we make a lot of good stuff happen. Yo. Yes. And I want, I want to shout fellow cancers. Uh, there's some dope people that are cancers, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to shout out everybody. Had a birthday in late late June, early July. Um, you know, we're special people. Uh you so are. I definitely want to send some love. Um but yeah, I'm good. But what about you though? I know you all <sighs> celebrated a birthday too. Yeah, recently. yeah. So, I had a lot. I celebrated our wedding anniversary. So hey. Dante and I celebrated four years on June twenty fifth. That's what's sad. We got married in cancer season. That's dope. And then That's we dope. also had our first baby in cancer hey, season. Look at that. That's and what's she up. just celebrated her first birthday on July third. So hey. I have been good. I, right. For the most part, I have been good. Home is good. And I think I always say that, like, I'm very blessed to be able to have a home space where I can have peace and love mm-hmm. and realness and just, right. like, good vibes in my house. That mm-hmm. is just a blessing that I will never take for granted. So oh, that's right. we are coming off of that big old celebration because mm-hmm. I've realized this year, of course, that from our wedding anniversary to Bellamy's birthday – we forever will be busy. Like her <laughs> birthday is the day before Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. We don't really celebrate the Fourth. We understand right. it's a day or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know now we have her birthday to right. really celebrate. And we had a good time. We we had a little party for her. Um, mm-hmm. Try you know stay as socially distant as possible, right. um, but also get outside because it's July and the weather is beautiful <laughs> right. and it's just it's been rough here in the uh, United States of America with yeah, dealing with rough. this um, pandemic. So it's definitely been rough. We yeah, definitely rough. took time to do that, and then actually today because. Mercury Retrogate is over. Mm-hmm. I was offered a job today. Aye, so aye, I'm super thankful. Aye. I've been unemployed since I lost my last job. And so hopefully things will. I'm not going to give too much detail until things are solidified mm-hmm. no with, doubt. you know, signatures and all that cool stuff. But this role is like perfect. I think, you know, being in the space is. that I've been in, um, not really thinking I needed a needed to look for a new job until mm-hmm. I was laid off um, because I liked the work I was doing before. But, you know, I believe that's how God works. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason that happened and he is pushing me into new spaces. And so I'm 
being as open as mm-hmm. I possibly can about Talk the opportunities out. that um, will be presented to me. And I'm, I'm just thankful. Yo, to it's say a the new least. season. It's a new season. It is know? a new season. We got new, not new fights. We got fights to keep pushing on. And um, I, everything happens for a reason. So no I'm no super, doubt. super thankful. True indeed. True indeed. Well, I'm so excited. To, I, mean, I already know about it, but I'm excited for the people to hear more about the, the job. job. <laughs> um, it's definitely perfect. There's going to be a lot of impact. That you'll be able to make. So let's just all send positivity and good vibes Appreciate to it. Ashley for for this beginning of this of this new career move, mm-hmm. pivot power move, mm-hmm. dang dang. <laughs> but you know, I'm definitely excited. It's dope to it's dope to uh to see dope people in positions that could really make some change. You know, Appreciate um. It. So I'm, I'm definitely happy to see that happen. Like I said, this is the second half of the year now, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's it's been a, a BS first half. But uh, I'm just hoping that we can just power through a positivity, man. That's that's kind of one of my calls from now until the ball drop is just, yo, let's just overpower positivity. Yeah. And uh, and just keep pushing, you know. I agree. Yeah. But 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 great stuff. And I'm. I'm definitely happy, man. It's Excited. some good things happen. I know, and I think happen. it's going to help a lot to this dialogue with the show. So mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. we, uh, we got some, we got some things coming. It, it's coming together. It, you know, this oh, yeah. is the oh, most, yeah. as we say, we're super organic with how we bring this together for y'all. So as we continue to grow individually and also grow with you all who listen, mm-hmm. um, we just hope that we can continue these conversations that we need to have when it comes to politics in our lives mm-hmm. because it affects every aspect. It's not about just going to the polls and voting, which is very important. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But there's just a lot of other aspects to these politics that run our lives. Mm-hmm. So, Real talk. Real talk. So yeah. Speaking of politics, we, we wanted get to, into the show. We wanted to touch on, um, I guess we wanted to start at the, t- the highest level. We'll start how this show will go is we'll start from the federal level and then we'll move down yeah. to the local level. That's how we typically move For the things that we'll be discussing. Yeah. So today's show is going to go similar to that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't mind the voice change. It just, just felt right. So uh, <laughs> for the next couple of minutes, probably I'll talk. It's still me. It's still <laughs> still pure defecto, but spirit came over me to just sound a little bit different for this portion of the show. This portion. <laughs> it's, it's really, really important, folks. We've got to be serious. It's it got to be really serious. So we're going to start with um, we're gonna start with Joe Biden. We're going to talk about um, <sighs> Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden and uh, in his run. Yes. For for El Presidente, I feel like he's been like quiet. He's been. And it yeah. is, if if you don't get his emails, I get his emails. You know, I I gotta stay in the loop. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't. You know, his opponent is doing his job for him. So. Oh yeah, he's making it easy. <laughs> Yo, he's he's making it so easy. Did you did you read the article that Texas could be a swing state now? Hey, if Florida goes blue in uh, November. Yo, I will listen so here we go dallas news this is from yesterday dallas news oh, texas yeah texas did i say texas i don't know i think i got florida on oh my snap screen. so we so talk about we two different states it's cool <laughs> we talk about the big states in so the south texas. so texas, texas which has historically blue. been a red state i think mm-hmm. since like 1970 something mm-hmm. or was it 76 1973 is the last time that blue. that they went blue and according to dallas news um this is Yesterday, Joe Biden is a five point lead over Donald Trump in red Texas, as it says. Um, 
So that's really big. Yeah. Um, and they also have there's there's some down ballot races happening in Texas, which, you know, I think. Well, one, we have to always remember there's the gerrymandering and the way districts are, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but the way districts are set up. Right. Um, they're really going to be looking at the Hispanic vote in yeah. Texas. That's going to be a major player. It is. So Biden has 46 percent to Trump's 41 percent. Um, but it's interesting you said about the Latino vote because um, almost like they knew I just saw an article about Biden's make Biden make sharp pivot toward Latino vote. Mm. Um, and this is from Politico. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from today. This article from this evening, actually, this says Biden makes sharp pivot towards uh, the Latino vote. So um, Joe Biden is definitely making sure that he's encompassing all people. Um, and, you know, hopefully he's going to say the right things and do the right things <laughs> um, and not offend our Latino brethren and sistren and just, family. You know, when it come to black um, folks, you ain't black. Yeah, yo, he you know? just that was just that was just bad money. Mm-hmm. You, he really just he he thought that the you ain't black vote would still work. That's like mm-hmm. that's like 2001. Mm-hmm. You couldn't say that no more. Mm-hmm. So he tried us. to be funny and it just came wrong it just came out all mm. bad so he need not to disrespect yeah the brethren and sistren yeah. of the latino community yeah. because they are important too. yo powerful votes very powerful votes. votes impactful votes man so yes um and their numbers you know in 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 the state of texas i mean we we know that we are minorities are going to mm-hmm. take over oh yeah no question in we the very know. near future Mm-hmm. And Texas is one of those states. And yeah. so, you know, they yep. voter suppression is real. We got to talk about that. That is still happening. And we have to just keep our eyes out. Yo, voter suppression is real. Yo, mm-hmm. that's the one thing that we didn't put to talk about. Where was that at? Kentucky. Where they, yo, Kentucky, where they that were Kentucky? locking people out, where they locked the door. Yeah, that me. was Kentucky. But I feel like it made it was it was was that the all eyes on Kentucky? Too. Was it that Yo. the hashtag we were? Yeah. So there's voter suppression that's really that's really real where they're locking people out of voting precincts, um, or yeah. they close the amount of precincts that were open. Yeah, because they, of the well, and that happened here too. You oh, know, yeah, all did. the voting precincts because of the virus, they limited them, mm-hmm. and specifically in Kentucky, I think there was like seven hundred. There was like 700,000, like, That's or was it a crazy. half of It was a lot of people that had to go and vote at the same place. That's crazy. And that, I mean, people were waiting in line for hours. Yeah. And and, and the whole thing that's, that's wild to me as far as voting and voting suppression goes and all of that is, like, people just, um, I don't know, man. People have to realize that. People want to take your vote from you. Yes, they do. Because you know? your vote is powerful. And this, these mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. woo! Right. Mail-in ballots is changing the game because people are able to vote who typically might not show up on election day. And mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. That, that concept has to be... Um, talked about differently because yeah. people people feel like that's not cheating 
the goal, anybody should want everybody to be able to vote. Yo, I got a problem with you if you don't want everybody to vote. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. And a lot of this episode, we're going to talk about the historic and systematic suppression of votes. Yeah. Mainly the black vote. Yeah. So we're going to get to that in a little bit more because I just learned some stuff yeah, today yeah. about historical voter suppression of black yep. people because it's always um, been because that's always been the case you know what i'm saying so my thing is like people are like doing away with voting let's not vote and i'm not gonna sit there and be like oh your ancestors died for you to vote but there are some people that died for you to vote yo you know what i'm saying if you look into mississippi burning you know um if you look into mississippi period if you look into some parts of alabama mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like let's mm -hmm. be real man mm -hmm. voter suppression has been violent yeah you know um and it's and it's There's been intentional a tool effort oh it's intentional it's efforts intentional. and you know because i'm not into voter shaming and I, I understand when people don't vote it's still important that we vote mm -hmm. but also if you're someone who doesn't want to vote we got to start asking the questions why and is it because you you know clearly you've lost faith in the system yeah. but then maybe that goes back to where your involvement can change yeah and 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 finding people who um are capable of doing the things that we need to do like mm -hmm. brother jamal in new york you yeah. know like we there's people out here that are capable of it they've just never been tapped into to realize that they can do it mm -hmm. so um run i'm telling vote but also run you yeah. might be able to run for office and you know it's about creating hope yo if you feel like you can create some hope then they make that thing happen yo um but so Biden, so yeah. Biden, but wait, we were just telling people to run, but not everybody should run. No, everybody. So shouldn't that leads run. us to our next. Everybody shouldn't run. Everybody shouldn't run. No. And you should actually get some experience, you know, start at school board or your local council or your Something. county council. Or, or work in somebody's office work or intern in an office. Volunteer. Volunteer on a campaign. Volunteer on a campaign. Yes. Something. There's lots to learn. Something. Find somebody that is doing the work and believes in the things that you believe in yes so that we can have these real um something yeah yeah so we're gonna say this <laughs> we don't gotta talk too long on it but y'all know yo he almost about to make me want to turn into bernie mac on him real quick turn on him yo, real quick and on our brother bernie mac you, go on Kanye. now you know you shouldn't be running for no damn president <laughs> Huh? You know. Now you know. Listen. Now you know you shouldn't be running for no damn president, huh? When you sit in the back of the classroom a couple albums ago falling asleep. Listen. Right? Listen. And now and now you want to be running for president. Listen. So the kids can be sharing candy and stuff and singing your songs Listen. at your at your little event. Man. He's just he's super crazy. You know, he put his name out there. I feel like he got an album coming out. I don't want to be surprised. Something's coming out. Yeah, and that too. And he is also a Gemini. Y'all, he got the same personality as this current administration. We don't need that. Yeah, we don't. We do not need that. Like, it is just, if 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 the current position we are in right now, dealing with this pandemic and also dealing with um, police-sanctioned violence on black folks, mm -hmm. we don't need Kanye right now. Put no. out an album, bruh. Yo, put, put out the an album, album out. out. Or if you want to get it politically involved, create a pack. 
bruh. Put some you money. You know what I'm saying? Get some artists yep. to put some cheese up. Yep. Call some of them artists that you feature and you do stuff with. Yep. Chance and, yep. and, 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 and uh, Big Sean yep. and, and whoever else. What an ego. Else, what an you know ego what to have to feel like I'm running for president. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? He's Kanye. <laughs> Like, I just... <laughs> it's a, it's definitely a high-level Under delusion. the birthday party. Like, he is literally Yo, making a joke out of a lot of hard one. work that people be putting putting out here. Hey, yo, can and I say this real quick? Yeah. Yo, when Tay told me to under the birthday party in the group, I thought he was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, yo, Tay, shut up, bro. He's not no. running under no birthday party. Yeah, he for real said, because when he wins, it's going to be like a birthday party. Oh, my God. Everybody's oh, birthday. Oh, my goodness. Like, who are you? Yo, we've and all you know had what? one bad birthday, though. So don't even sit like and act like everybody. every single birthday you had was fire. Because no. everybody had one birthday where he was like, uh, maybe next year will be better yo. you know what i'm saying so and that'll be that's, our worst that's birthday real. ever yo. that's real that's <laughs> so real worst birthday ever i mean and i read you know there's the article in the forbes magazine i read it you know whenever this all came out i read it and i think what frustrates me the most is because um kanye should never even think he should run for president especially right now yeah but it frustrates me because in this article when if you can dig through the the craziness mm-hmm. of what he says, mm-hmm. he does make some valid points on mm-hmm. certain situations, mm-hmm. but he he completely ruins whatever valid point he had because the next sentence is just some bullshit. Garbage. And so yeah. I can't take you seriously, yeah. nor can I trust that you are going to make the best decisions for all of us. Yeah. Um all of us and not just your couple friends that all are in a super high tax bracket Mm -hmm. and all of that you're gonna forget about those chicagoans that you know what i'm saying is worried about getting evicted in a couple months Mm -hmm. or can get their light shut off Mm -hmm. in a couple months or or, or next or next week or later this month you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying there's landlords just trying to get people to cut off utilities because they tell them to do so so you're going to think about those people too bro it just can't be about the people to see your face Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying that it could afford to fly to wyoming to sit all up uh, sit all up in your building in, in your room and all of that man so yeah. you know we ain't gonna spend too much time on that but i feel like bro should take have a seat but i'll say one thing though is i think some people are interested in the kanye running because it'll step away from the two-party system mm-hmm. of voting which i will say i think there should be more than two parties but Right now is not the time to experiment with some other party voting or separating from it. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to try new experimental shit at the worst time. This is not the time right now for people want to form a birthday party and people will be trying to explain why Kanye should be the best person to run for president right now. Now is not the time, yo. Maybe in 2024, we could try that and we as a people can develop a third party or a fourth party and run it like that. But right now, man, stakes is too high, yo. How many people have done died since the beginning of the year because of ignorance and arrogance at the hand of the administration? So we can't have that no more, man. And I'm going to say this too. Stop with that whole comparison of saying that the, the Democrat uh, candidate is just like the incumbent president and all of that stuff. It like ain't it ain't the same. It is not the same at mm-hmm. all. They may have done some foul stuff that white men do, but you're talking about somebody that has some experience. Mm-hmm. 
governing. And there's context to everything. Oh, no question. There's context to everything. And I, I had a conversation with a friend, actually, who I, I love her. I've, I've talked about her on the show um, before. She'll probably listen to this. So I'm going to shout her out. Shout out to Jocelyn. You are. That Shout is my Jocelyn. chick. Like Jocelyn is about it. And I'm, I'm here for Jocelyn. Yeah. But we were having Shout a conversation about um, the current presidential candidates. And I completely understand and respect everyone's um, uh, disdain towards Biden and, and what what his history in office has shown. But what we have to also talk about is when when the 90s and the decisions of the 90s were happening, it was a whole different um culture Mm -hmm. you know the people that he as an elected official had to appease the people that he had to make decisions for to um be reelected or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. it didn't look like today right people were not um pressuring him you know elected officials work for us so they're Mm -hmm. not these people that when they're elected they know what's best right they're the people that we trust to be the stewards of our our, our legislation and the progress of the work that we want to happen um, in our country. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, the three, the three strikes are outlawed. That was problematic, but that was also under Clinton. You know, right. there's just so many things that we got to, we got the, the democratic president that they wanted to call the black president, the first black president before we had a real black first Man, president. He was locking mugs up, locking us up. And so I, I remember oh, whenever, yeah. um, yep. whenever, uh shit i yeah, can't Pizza think Gate of it is real, bro. there was yeah. a when they were talking about the busing situation and also oh, yeah. in cali whenever um you know drugs were heavy in the 90s and the three strikes are outlaw came out i saw a tweet from a black woman um and it was just a random tweet that i read where she basically was explaining her life as a child going to school before that bill passed and after that bill passed was night and day. Mm. Not that those laws didn't mess up lives for whole families, Mm -hmm. but the streets were so unsafe Mm -hmm. at that time Mm -hmm. that it didn't matter. People weren't thinking about long-term what that looks like. People were making decisions that weren't good decisions, Mm -hmm. but in the moment, those were the decisions that they felt they had to make. No doubt. And, um, if you ask those people, even if you ask the question to Joe, like knowing what you know now, would you have made the same decisions? Him saying yes, they didn't know what else to do then. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. That's why we need more diversity in our elected exactly. office. That's why we need exactly. more people that actually understand what the problems are and how to fix them because um, it, it just isn't cut and dry like mm-hmm. like how we see it now because mm-hmm. hindsight is always twenty twenty facts always mm-hmm. and so um, that's just how I feel about the decisions that people make and what they what they were under and as a country like we I think as a country we we feel like if it's not a white man like that it ain't good enough yeah. when we thinking about who should be our president so there's a lack of trust or a loss yeah. of trust when it's not the typical look of who's been president yes um I'll say this too though um like I said before I definitely was never a person that was going to be Joe Biden I was mm-hmm. when he ran I was mm-hmm. like I'm cool off Joe but yep. I realized that the next 4 years can look a lot bad. It can look a lot worse than it does if we continue with who we have now. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? The worst movies that you see, The Purge and Mad Max and all of that kind of stuff, yo, that can very well happen in the next four years. Mm -hmm. Let's be realistic because we didn't expect it to go this way Mm -hmm. this year. So don't think that, oh, it can't get that bad in four years because it's gotten this bad in four years. It's gotten this bad in four years. So you're going to tell me that it's not going to get even dramatically worse Mm -hmm. in another four years? You know what I'm saying? Like You know, that's such a good point because that morning... November 2016 when I woke up and I literally sat on my toilet in the bathroom and bawled my eyes out. I cried. You know, I wasn't exactly sure what I was crying for, but I knew I was upset and I was afraid because I didn't know what what was going to happen. And if I think about what we're experiencing today, I can't cry today because shit, we're here. Mm -hmm. But this is what I was crying about. This This is what was... This is what without knowing what was going to happen, these are the fears that we weren't sure of um, would be brought to light and, and all the things that would be brought up. And, you know, Dante and I talk about it all the time. We probably needed this as a country because when we did have Obama as president, and I forgot who I was talking to, but when we had Obama as president, we, we, we got comfortable. We was just like, shit. Like, we did it. Like, we got a black man in office. And then I think the only, the one big thing, not the only, he did a lot of great things in office, but he also did a lot of bad things in office. Mm -hmm. But some of the good things that he did in office, um, specifically that I like to bring up is his, um, uh, the legislation for same-sex marriage and Mm -hmm. getting that passed and how big that was. Because before he was in office, he wasn't on board with that. Mm -hmm. But what happened Folks in that community organized, they rallied, they raised money, they lobbied, Mm -hmm. they pushed, they fought for their rights. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that. That's true. We didn't do that when he was in office. And so we didn't. That's how that's how you get your electeds to move. Mm -hmm. You got to put pressure on them. So what I told because I started this with my homegirl, Jocelyn, what I told her, I said, we don't like Biden in a sense of like, you know, overall big picture like he's not our first pick you know that's yeah. not what we or wanted. second or third sure. right that's not what we wanted but that's what we got we and got- so if that's what we have not only with him but every single person that is going to be in dc when it comes to pennsylvania so that means the next time our state senator pat toomey is up we need to be making sure that we don't reelect that man again because he is he is horrible yeah. When we when we reelected him the last time, I was like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all don't get this. Y'all don't understand what we just did. And so those are the conversations and the the way we have to talk about this um, Mm -hmm. when we're talking about this federal level, federal level of government and all the things that are affected and how we as people who one way or another put them in these positions Mm -hmm. Whether you voted or didn't vote, how you get the action that you need. Right. We got to put pressure on him. Oh, Just no, like the pressure sure. been put on him to elect a, to pick a black woman as his vice president. Mm-hmm. Had there not been no pressure, his vice president would have been a white man. And let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Had there not been any pressure about what that decision is. It so, would have been Pete Buttigieg. Listen. That would have been his. He would have picked Pete Buttigieg, yo. Like. 
That's who you're to pick. You know and what I'm that saying? is real. That's that. That's who had been his running mate already. Mm-hmm. They had already been on a run together. Mm-hmm. And and I think the whole thing now with this extreme vetting process is because he. It's almost like who's the best of these black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like who's the best mm-hmm. of these black women? And they women? don't do that over the white men. Oh no, nah, cuz it's just going I mean cuz you can go back historically and look at some people have had some terrible vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Some people have had some horrible vice presidents. Shoot, you know McCain what I'm saying? McCain was trying to get the presidential seat with uh what's her name? Oh, Sarah Palin. Yeah. Oh, Since she saw what Russia. Whatever happened to her? Happened to her? <laughs> she she's saw Russia done. from Alaska. She's done. <laughs> she's done done. But yeah, but we'll, we'll we got to definitely stay tuned with that. Um, but like we said, this, you know, some people are, are turned off or, 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 you know, I guess we'll say disillusioned to, to the whole political process. But mm-hmm. this is important, yo, especially right now, man. Yeah. Um, yo, lives lives are at stake. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into to, uh, Cheeto face in a minute. But one thing that we do also have to discuss is um, there is there is about to be um visas student visas yeah we that that I'm, are about to be denied yes and that's going to impact a lot of young professionals yes. a lot of students yes um and also just people that have lived it or that grew up here or born here that still haven't had the 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 nationalization process for whatever reason mm-hmm. but are born here mm-hmm. and what's going to happen is now that we're in the middle of a pandemic some people are going to be put out of the country but they're not going to be accepted in their home country Mm -hmm. so you're going to have people legit mark my words that are going to be nationless stateless people Mm -hmm. based on this Mm -hmm. so don't dare talk to me about joe biden being just as bad when you have the person that's the president now that's that's separated and undone families since he started he started at the border and now he's coming into the country. He's separating families that are established, that are in homes, mm-hmm. that work for Fortune 500 companies, mm-hmm. that go to Ivy League schools, mm-hmm. that are true fixtures of their community mm-hmm. that are not going to be able to get their visa renewed. Mm-hmm. The, the whole visa process is already a mess. Mm-hmm. And now we're in the middle of a pandemic. You think mm-hmm. it's going to be easy? Mm-hmm. And you already know he's emboldened ICE to do whatever they want. Listen, so, I, I, so like I said, once again, don't, don't dare compare what Biden will do to what Cheeto Face is doing now because mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same. Yeah. I think people want to want to be able to have a political conversation or feel like they know what they're talking about or just want attention or clout yep. and they're doing it, but it's dangerous. Yep. So stop talking about that shit on your Facebook page mm-hmm. because if we get more of the same, people's going to die. Mm-hmm. We're already dying. How many? We, we are... Hoping that we don't reach a million. Have we reached a million deaths currently in this pandemic? I don't know. I don't know if we're there yet, but well, we, we we close. We though. if we ain't, we close or it's on trend to to be that bad. So lives really are at stake. And us as black folks, uh, we are at more risk. We literally die at twice the rate of with this pandemic. S- s- even in this county, this county alone. We are affected at twice the rate than mm-hmm. our um, white counterparts, and that is that that is fact. That is science, or the numbers that are. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's plain as day. Yeah. So global depths, we're at half a, over a half a million. Mm-hmm. So according to Johns Hopkins um, Coronavirus Resource Center, uh, which has been keeping an excellent tab on cases, recoveries, and deaths. Global depths is at this point right now. Global, is what's the US? 571 
521,840. Got it. 840. So here uh, we're at. 135,000. Okay. okay. 135,000? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's still a whole lot of people. 13 million total cases around the world. Yeah, and we're at the um, top with 3 million. We have 3 million cases here. Uh, so people are like, well, I mean, 3 million cases, but only 100. It doesn't matter, man. Those are just no. people loved ones, damn it. Yeah. So don't talk to me about no numbers because I lost somebody that I lost somebody <laughs> this year to coronavirus show. So I'm not one of those people that you're going to talk number games to because mm-hmm. I know people that ain't living mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. that miss birthdays mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. of this shit. So, yeah. you know, miss me with the whole percentage and numbers thing because people are still dying and don't talk about no other virus or nothing like this because, yo, this is way worse. Yeah. And since we're talking about this um, with this virus happening and there not being any kind, we're not mitigating it in any way. Mm-hmm. Um Schools are now the big, yeah. you know, topic of conversation about opening up. And so on uh what day is this uh the president uh 45 tweeted um in germany denmark norway sweden and many other countries schools are open with no problems he says the dems think it would be bad for them politically if u.s schools open before the november election but is important for the children and families may cut off funding if not open so to his point about the cases in those particular countries, um, that day he tweeted this, and this is from July 8th. So on that time, the day before, the new cases in Germany was 298, in Denmark 10, in Norway 11, and in Sweden it was 57. On that same day in the United States, we had 55,442 wow. new cases. Wow. And then, just for anyone who wants the data adjusted for population sizes, because those countries aren't the same size as the United States, mm-hmm. here's what the data would look like scaled up for each country as if they had 330 million people like the U.S. Mm. Germany would only go up to 1,183. Denmark, 570. Norway, 676, and Sweden, 1,835. Remember, the United States, their number was 55,442 new cases. Yeah, that's crazy. That is nuts. Stop it, It is y'all. nuts. We got to stop this whole... We got to stop this whole thing, man. Like, and to stop funding for schools if they don't open? Yo, that's, that's terrorism, yo. Like, that's a dictatorship. Like we we have to call it what it is. Like this is very like dictator dictator esque. From the same federal government and leader that said, "Oh, states, it's up to you to figure out what you want to yeah, do." Yeah, governors figure it out. But when we do that, then you say, "Oh, but if you don't do what I say, I'm not giving you the money." He's burnt, yeah. Like that is serious. Yeah. And after serving on school board, that money. Listen, every penny is needed Mm -hmm. in every single public school. Mm -hmm. Our funding in our public school system is horrible. My homegirl, she's a teacher. We we went to school together from fifth grade to 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And she had basically made a status like if you wasn't already fighting for, you know, smaller class sizes, a more equitable funding scheme for our public schools, 
then you really don't care about these kids need to go back to school. Mm. You're glorifying the school as a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, you know, I've been reading. I'm a comment reader because I like to get people's thoughts. And, you know, people go in on Facebook or Instagram comments. And I've definitely read comments from families who are essential workers. And if you ask me, I don't know the answers, but my immediate thinking about what needs to happen is one, the federal government, we got money. So everybody, whether you employed or not, could be getting some type of stimulus payment. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, when it comes down to schools and virtual learning, I'm a big supporter of out of school time. Mm -hmm. And so for families who don't have the luxury of working from home because of the type of work they do, there should be community centers in their neighborhood that are um, plentiful. So it's not like one community center for like five surrounding neighborhoods, you know, like each neighborhood should have their own community centers out of school spaces um, that they are potentially were already doing after school programming, summer camp, whatever that may look like. So families who do have essential work can Mm -hmm. drop their kids off there. Those places should have staff that are paid Mm -hmm. um, with a living wage and capable of providing the needs that a kid would get from home if their mom and dad or grandma or auntie, uncle, whoever um, was home working with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So teachers who are doing virtual lessons or whatever that looks like, there's space for them to be distant. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not, we're not piling hundreds of kids into a school building that, let's not talk about infrastructure of our public schools because that's already been an issue. You know, like, is there good ventilation? All classrooms don't have windows. So you might not be opening up a window to get some fresh air in. And then when it's cold outside, come on now. there's just so many factors to it that we really need to be discussing. Yeah. And I, and I think that people that are aware of these factors are discussing it and seeing it's a problem. But I feel like there are some people, and we know these people where they feel like, schools are automatically fixed or schools should these shouldn't be issues in school while we agree with that but let's be real but do we have these issues in our schools we We have these issues in our community Mm -hmm. you know we don't have these supports in our community Mm -hmm. we don't have these places and centers in our community Mm -hmm. and the ones we do may not be getting supported the way that they should Mm -hmm. by federal county state uh, foundation money whatever mm-hmm. it may be mm-hmm. you know but i agree there should be those spaces that be open where they can feed kids keep yep. kids safe yeah make sure the kids are protected and not yep. in danger yep. uh but still be it's able not to learn all the separately. kids all the kids don't need that which is you know a blessing like for me and dante if bellamy was of school age she's not going back to school mm-hmm. and but we're fortunate for that but and and also i say this too like when we do get into a space of her being school age we got to talk about the community mm-hmm. and actually where where is that community right. um, support? Because mm-hmm. if I, like I got neighbors on my street now that I got little kids. Mm. So say their kids and or my kid went to the same school mm-hmm. and those parents had to work. Mm-hmm. I'm that mom that'll be like, your kid can come over here right. and we'll make sure they get their work done. Mm-hmm. When you get home, the, the parents, you know, we might limit the parents and we'll do the mask and all of that. But we got to start having those conversations. No, that's real. That's and real. what does that look like? I mean, I'm already thinking about homeschooling Bellamy because yeah. I don't, I don't got it to do. Yeah, people. I mean, I think the community is the, the, the community definitely has to take an active role in the fall and keep 
our kids safe, yo, because it's going to be our schools that couldn't get the plexiglass plates. Yep. I it's posted gonna that be too. Our like schools. schools with funding with the plexiglass yeah. plates and then schools with cardboard plates because. Or, or some ceram wrap hanging. You know, schools that are going to be able to already have acquired PPE, mm-hmm. providing students with masks mm-hmm. and hand sanitizer mm-hmm. and disinfecting wipes. On opposed- top of teachers that were already buying classroom supplies, exactly. glue, scissors, paper, Man, highlighters, yeah, let's pens. Talk about, we're not even going to talk about how our teachers have to spend money out their pocket to go to Staples or Office Max or the dollar store yep. beginning of the school year and the middle of the school year to mm-hmm. get supplies. But we, you know, I mean, same thing. Oh, tissues and like I said, Lysol. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's going to come down to, and and I hope it doesn't happen. But the outbreaks are probably going to happen in the schools where they can't afford to separate kids, or yep. they can't afford to have the proper PP yep. or cleaning supplies. But the whole pressure of, oh, but we got to open up because we're going to lose this funding, yep. this federal funding, if we don't. Yep. That's just going to get more people sick. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So going back to what I said about people dying. For this administration, under this administration, they didn't have to die. Mm-hmm. That's more of those. Um, so, you and know. I want to reiterate, this country mm-hmm. is filthy rich. Okay? <laughs> we got to quit acting like this country ain't rich. Man. This country, and don't let nobody tell you any differently, this country got enough money to send money to everybody Listen, every month. This country has been getting, has been holding on to all the money they've made. Off of us. For 300, 400 plus years, because this country was built off free labor. Mm. So you didn't even pay the people that built the White House Mm. or built your universities Mm. or built your plantations Mm. and your cotton fields Mm. and, and also developed... Some of the things that are were on those plantations, like Man. cotton gins and other tools Man. and equipment, that didn't get no Man. notice, that didn't get no money, ain't get no royalties, no taxes. nothing. I still Man. think I shouldn't pay taxes. But, I agree. You know, we'll, we'll talk about. We're gonna have a special episode, episode about, about that. Reparations. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but speaking about taxes and taxation without representation, the next thing we wanted to talk about was D.C. gaining a statehood. Um, Wait till y'all hear why D.C. ain't a state already. Yeah, which is major. <laughs> um, shout out to D.C. That's my second home. I spent mad summers there growing up. Um, I spent years there in college uh, at Howard University up on Georgia Avenue. Um, so, you know, D.C. definitely has my heart because, um, like I said, you know, I spent so much time there. So I love I've, D.C. I love D.C. I have family and friends there, mm-hmm. some great memories there. Um, so like I said, anybody listening from DC, yo, shout out. Uh, we send you love from up Pittsburgh. Um, but yo, congratulations on your statehood. But I found out the reason why. So, you know, sometimes you'll see little like documentaries where I'll talk about the reason why the statehood might not may have happened or who disagreed with who or who fell out with who or mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I went on history channel history.com and this is a recent write-up from the 17th of june uh so right before the statehood was announced um but i would just want to read at least this paragraph or this portion mm-hmm. um this says that starting in the early 19th century congress established a series of different government models that allow voters to elect some local some local leaders while stripping them of their previously held right to vote for president or elect voting members of congress then in 1870 congress stripped dc of its local representation too 
white congressmen did not want newly enfranchised black men running the nation's capital. So it says during Reconstruction, black Americans made up about one third of D.C.'s population. So D.C.'s been the chocolate city, (laughs) you know. Um, But once black men won the right to vote in local D.C. elections in 1867, which is interesting because that's the year Howard University was founded, too. Mm. um, They quickly established themselves in city's local government. Um, So basically, they really this is voter suppression. Mm -hmm. The reason why the right to vote for local for pres you know for for whatever well because later on people were able to vote for for president um that came in some voter rights acts but it was done to make sure that black people who were in dc couldn't vote or mm-hmm. couldn't make an impact mm-hmm. or couldn't have representation in the nation's capital be mm-hmm. black people mm-hmm. this is the greatest form of voter suppression mm-hmm. that we've seen in the 1800s so this ain't this ain't super historical. Mm-mm. This is recent, Mm-mm. you know. But that's the reason why is because of the black population in D.C., mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then there are some people. Who's this John Tyler Morgan, who's a Confederate soldier? We're not even going. But he was a, he was a jerk. But he basically said that um, you had to to get rid of the Negro population. You had to ban them from voting, basically. Yeah, because what? Uh, Juneteenth was 1865, so that's two years after Juneteenth. Yeah. So, <sighs> so that just oh, speaks yeah. to, so it just speaks to, all right, they got free, but we can't let them vote. Um, so, you know, I'm glad D.C. got statehood. I'm glad D.C. is going to have the rights that are given to them. Um, I don't want to hear any kind of refutes about this or about that, um, about the whole area being ruled, uh, controlled by federal federal authority. That land can be carved out, um, like Susan Rice had said. Uh, but this is voter suppression, yo. And, I, yeah. and I, 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 that's all we can really say it is. Um, nothing else but voter suppression. So congratulations, D.C., um, that y'all finally got y'all representation. Cause y'all definitely pay taxes, cause I had to pay taxes for all on everything I bought down there for all of them years. So congratulations on your statehood. Um, we're gonna post this article in our Facebook group. Yeah. Um, about Washington D.C. and the statehood, so you can learn a little bit of the history about that. Um, but sticking with D.C., more changes are happening. Uh. In, in the, the nation's capital, um, where there's a racist ass team name. We've been calling that the a racist mascot uh, that's finally going to be changed, and um, we're talking about the Washington's Football Club. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say the name no more because it ain't going to exist no more. But y'all know who I'm talking about, <laughs> the Burgundy and Gold. Um, but their name will be changed, and. Um, we were kind of discussing this before we got on here, but we said the only reason why the name change happened is because the money started getting taken away. Yep. You know, when you had Nike stop selling their All football their jerseys, Amazon stopped selling it. You had FedEx, who's the, the name sponsor for this arena, threatened that um, they're about to take funding away but also this oh, I didn't team, know it was the Amazon Arena. No, it's FedEx. Oh, uh, FedEx, but FedEx FedEx said that um they they uh you know could possibly take away billions of dollars of funding and support 
uh, if they didn't change the name. But then also, this team is looking because they're in Maryland now. So this team is looking to relocate to D.C. Mm-hmm. But there's like federally D.C. was like, if you you can't come back here, well, we're not going to allow you to give you any money or any support or anything like that if y'all don't change this name. Um, so, you know, money talks, yo. Pretty All the time. Much. Money talks. My, my grandmother's uh, late husband, all growing up, all he always said to me was money talks and shit walks. Mm. Like, I, listen, I'll never forget it. And, and as an adult, I mean, you just see it. Mm-hmm. You see it. it that's, yeah. and, and so folks with money better start talking. Don't yeah. listen. I tell, I pray to God, but if I ever get some Oprah money it's over Mm. it's over people Mm. gonna be and called and you know they and they still not and you know we we can't even put them in the wealthy category yet but still because I still love that Chris Rock joke like that they rich but like Mm -hmm. if wealth you know I was to stick a stick in the ground and some oil popped up listen Yo, I still be hoping that some oil is gonna pop up in the backyard <laughs> or something, yo. Like, or I'm gonna just find a piece of gold. When just we like, <laughs> when we drove up to uh, Deep Creek for our anniversary, we did a little getaway at Deep Creek. We rode past this. Uh, it was like, I think we were in Connellsville, and it was a family. Might have I forget? It was the most you know generic last name like smith or something but it was like the smith family oil like they had the thing in the ground where the oil was coming i was like damn uh, pumping the oil yeah damn man carlsville too that's not that far no it's not at all carlsville is racist as hell yes though. it is yes it is yeah. um but you know that is just that's real money talks yeah money talks and it, and this is proving it in this situation so um and us as black folks we got the most we have such powerful spending power if yo, we did what we were supposed to do with our money it's 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 time for people to come together and, and bring their money together and make impacts and people are doing it though um, you know, here in Pittsburgh, there's some funds that are being created to support small businesses. So shout out to everybody that's making those moves happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are creating packs, uh, in the area. So there are definitely moves that are being done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, we have to do it on a larger level, you mm-hmm. know, and we have to be intentional about it. It can't be, uh, the whole blackout for one day yeah. to see we the stock do market more. dip. Yeah, we Man, gotta, we do, gotta do that for a month, yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there was also with that uh, campaign, wasn't there like they were like if you bought um black to send your receipt so they yeah. could uh total like how much spending was happening mm-hmm. with black businesses. We gotta do that more. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's important that we do that because there's power behind the money. And we have to we have to do that. That's so that's that's one of our bargaining chips right there mm-hmm. as a people is to bring the funds together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a plug a book Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. Um, if you haven't read that or haven't heard of that, take a look at that. He also has a lot of dope videos on YouTube. Um, Dr. Claude Anderson. Um, so definitely check that out. But um, also somebody had the ultimate hustle and and trademarked a lot of names that the Washington football club may possibly use. So they're going to come out with some more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'm interested to see if they were going to use any of those names or if they're just going to have to switch completely because I feel like 
Dan Snyder ain't trying to pay nobody. So <laughs> I feel like they might have to come up with another name now. Because, uh, oh boy, trademark. All the names. <laughs> All the names. Man All names. the names. A lawyer in uh, Virginia uh, that did that. So Is he black? I don't know. I didn't look. <laughs> I, I I don't think he is though. I'm gonna just be honest. I don't think he is. Um, if only. Yeah. So, you know, forward thinking. Some people be ahead of the curve and they copyright stuff or trademark stuff, and it ends up making them some money. Um, but yeah. So we'll stay tuned to that. Um, my suggestion, and I said this on my Facebook page, is the Warriors. I think Washington Warriors would be a great name. Um. I think it embraces Native American history, but then also their the want to honor military. I think that's right in the middle. Um, so that's my name. I don't know if oh boy trademarked that. Um, what was the name? The Warriors, Washington Warriors. I think the Warriors is. I, I think, think he got that one. He got Warriors. He got Red Tails. He got. Yeah, Red Tails would be ill. Don't tell me showing me some uh, markups of a Red Tail, the Red Tail logo. What it could be? I preferred the one with the plane because mm-hmm. the one that had a picture, it looked just like the Redskin logo. He just had a pilot hat on. Mm. So I was like, Nah, I'll just switch it all the way up. Yeah, we just gotta switch it all the way up. And I hope Cleveland, Cleveland's about to change their team name too. Um, which I think is necessary. Which one? The, the Cleveland Indians. Baseball. Baseball team. Okay, I had to think, yeah. you know, baseball is like the last sport yeah. I think of. I was thinking Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the, yeah. But the, uh, the Indians, and that logo is just, is just so disrespectful. Um, I don't know football like or baseball gotta, like that. I know football. You're just going to look it up, wrong. and you're just going to be like, I know you're going to be like, oh, no. As soon as, as soon as you see it, you're going to be like, oh, no. And I'm be like, yep, exactly. That's why they got to do away with this. Look oh, that. yeah, that is bad. Yeah. See? Like, come yeah, on now. Yeah, 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 come yeah, on yeah, now. yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, America's wild. America's wild. wild. Yo, but this is the thing, though. Like, people don't realize that these team nicknames were intended to be derogatory. You know what I'm saying? Especially the Redskins. If you look back into the history of the Redskins, mm-hmm. George Marshall Preston was a segregationist mm-hmm. who was one of the owners of the team. But this team in Washington was the last team to sign or draft a black player. Mm. And they only did it, I believe, it was in 1963. But once again, federally, my mom was the one. federal government had to step in about this. So, you know, that team has had some 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 racist past, but it's interesting because the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl played for that team too. Mm-hmm. So it's like you didn't want to sign niggers, but you just had a nigger winning you, you know what I'm saying, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. for you. First mm-hmm. black quarterback. So Doug Williams. He actually went to an HBCU too. Shout but, out to um, HBCU. And shout out to these young boys going to yo, these HBCUs. Yo, yeah, 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 yo. So just I'm, had to throw I'm that dope. in there because you've been I'm you've hyped. been on yeah, that. Yeah, yo, I've been hyped. Because he's going hyped. to ha- the one's going, going to Howard. Howard. Yeah, yes. man, my homie, my homie, Macker Maker, man. He's uh he's he's committed to Howard University. I'm excited. Y'all, those um, moves are political. Yo, they're those, very Whether major. we look at it that way or not, those moves are mm-hmm. political. Yeah, and he's putting on for the culture. He's from South Sudan. Um, so he's putting on for the whole culture. Uh, and then there's another young brother, uh, Mikey. Yeah, because um, he added him, players. and didn't he respond yeah. to him? Don't worry, bro, yeah. I'm on it. So like, I've been watching his stories. Yeah. I've been watching his stories for the past several days to I'm see where he's going to go. Yeah. And then also, I don't know if you saw this, but they're saying that uh, 
Bronny, LeBron James' son, mm. might go to HBCU too. So, uh, because now y'all, and now y'all better stop hating on Le- LeBron oh yeah, if his yeah. if his son do that. Y'all gotta y'all gotta respect you that gotta man respect it because LeBron, that man. I'm here for Bron. Yo, because LeBron, if you if you look like I looked under the comments, LeBron was under the comments like, "Yo, let's go, it's happening." So he supports the movement. Yeah. So are you already he already put in the son's head. That you need to be at HBCU because he can get drafted from anywhere. Anywhere. So you know what I mean. I'm I'm for all these young brothers Put coming home. Put that money into these HBCUs. Yeah. And there's some football players that transferred from big time schools. I, saw some I think I saw them on your timeline. Yeah, I'll be yeah. sharing all of them. I'll be sharing yeah. all of them. I'm, but I'm those are the moves that. that we got to make because we also got to remember. You know, I saw something. I was reading something because you know especially when it comes down to stuff that black folks do just for us. Like Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you live in a country that always made you feel less than everything is for white people. Yeah. Everything like just everything like white people can do whatever. You know what I was thinking about too, just Mm -hmm. like living in a neighborhood like Wilkinsburg and you know, there's more people moving into the community and white folks are moving into this neighborhood, which is okay, Mm -hmm. but we can't stop and not address. Like I'm not moving out to nobody's, uh, 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 Connellsville or these neighborhoods that are predominantly white because they got better school districts. We not just moving out there because, because it's okay. Yeah. Like, we have to have second thoughts if we want to make those decisions. But, but but when a white person want to move to a community like Wilkesburg, there ain't no thoughts like that. Oh, yeah, there ain't nah. no questions about, am I going to be okay? Like, Or people going to call the police on me when I'm taking my trash out. Yes. You know? And, and nobody wants to think about it in simple terms like that. And I, I welcome everybody to come to Wilkesburg. I want us to have, actually, I want some more immigrants to move into this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. We welcome you. Period. Come to Wilkesburg. But... We have to remember those, you know, those parts of that decision that is different for us as black people if we mm-hmm. wanted to make a decision like that. Yeah. It don't work the same way. No, it's not. Because when my grandmother bought her house in Wilkesburg back in the, shoot, that was in the 70s. She was like one of few black families that bought mm-hmm. a house over there back then. Mm-hmm. But white flight is real. Oh, yeah. And more black folks that moved here then turned you know, white folks from moving out because they mm-hmm. didn't want to live here with us. And right. now, you know, things are changing. And I love that white people are comfortable coming into a predominantly black community. Mm-hmm. But we got to have that conversation about how they're so comfortable to be able to do that because we ain't comfortable to move into their neighborhoods like that. Not at all. Because we're not welcome the not same at way. All. Not at all. So. Not at all. Especially not now. As I said, people is hella important. And the, the racists have, have come out of their caves mm-hmm. and they're hell emboldened to do that. So, yeah, no, nah, our safety is important when when things like this happen. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll everything we discuss and now we'll discuss more in length. But of course, um, it's always a continuing know. conversation. And then I guess our last topic is our locals. Yeah. So we talk about our, our local stuff that they kind of bring us to a close for we introduce our new segment and play our game. Oh, yes. Um, so we definitely provide time for that. It's right here. Okay, I'm making sure I brought um, the cards in. Yeah, they, they're on deck. So but, uh, um, we had an issue locally in Wilkinsburg, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to let uh, Martel really talk about a lot because I do feel like I can be biased in the conversation. But just from sit the, the story in general, back in December – a few days before Christmas, we had a police-involved shooting. 
according to the Allegheny County police report that was um, put out. Um, that report was put out, I want to say, on New Year's Eve. I don't have the article up because it's in the Post-Gazette, and I've reached my maximum of the Post-Gazette, and I'm not paying the Post-Gazette yeah, because I'm boycotting the, the Post-Gazette Post is trash. Fuck the Post -Gazette. But in that article from the county, um, the, the uh, situation initiated from a 911 call in mm -hmm. Wilkinsburg where a man stated that he had a gun pulled on him. So 911, you know, police are dispatched. The man is still on the phone with 911 and uh, confirms that the man that the police approached is the um, right person. Um, according to the report, when the police approached him, they were asked that they they announced themselves. They were in a marked police car. You know, they weren't undercover. They were in marked police cars, police uniforms, asked him to remove his hands from his pocket he proceeded to run, and then um, when he runs, he fires, shoots his gun at the police, and then the police shoot back at him seven times, killing him. Very unfortunate situation. Mm -hmm. Any life loss, one life loss is one life too many. Mm -hmm. And so after that police report came out, um, there were some back and forth about our current mayor um, reaching out to the family and whether she spoke with the family or not. And then um, after the county police report came out that there was a shot fired at the police, it died down. Mm -hmm. And then... I'll say around the time of the George Floyd um, situation mm -hmm. and police accountability and calling for um, justice for lives lost at the hands of police, um, it sparked another fire in our neighbor in, in our borough mm -hmm. about this shooting, um, police-involved shooting of Romir Talley. Right. And then... Um, there were some back and forths on the Facebook. I sound like an old person saying the Facebook. The Facebook. On Facebook and um, calling out the mayor of Wilkinsburg for um, more information being needed um, for this case um, and answers for the family. Um, in that time frame, though, you know, the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. you know, stay home order. So there was a lot of. Um, I'm not sure what word I'm looking for, but there was a space of no action yeah. prior to this reigniting of this issue, yeah. which then turned into a um, continued protest, like online um, Facebook statuses. And then there was supposed to be a uh, public, public safety, safety forum mm -hmm. and the police chief of Wilkinsburg, Chief uh, Ophelia Cookie Coleman mm -hmm. um, advised that the meeting would need to be canceled due to the increase in mm -hmm. coronavirus cases in the county. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone may not agree with the reasoning for the cancellation, but that's the reasoning that was given. Mm -hmm. I can't say anything other than the reasoning that was given. Right. And so once the meeting was canceled, a protest was already scheduled for that day. And since they couldn't protest at the meeting, they then went to the borough building. And then from the borough building, they went to the mayor's home. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but certain people. Certain people.
people mm-hmm. went to the mayor's home. Mm-hmm. And then I think I should let uh, my co-host continue mm-hmm. on the conversation from there. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I will say that um, the public safety meeting that was scheduled, there was a public safety meeting in March that happened um, where there were uh, some disagreements and some yelling that happened, mm. um, where there was a protest that formed that happened inside the meeting and outside the oh, meeting. Oh, that's right. I um, forgot about that. You know, so there was a news clip about some statements that were said. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the sound bites definitely didn't play well from the chief. Um, and emotions got even higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, COVID hit right after that. Um, and I feel like based on the work that you do or you may do, your workload increased when COVID hit. There are a lot of people that were laid off and furloughed, but a lot of people in a lot of offices workload increased. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with safety plans, with making sure that you're safe, that your family are safe, making sure that, uh, every life as we know it has to go on differently Mm -hmm. um things had to be canceled postponed so there was a lot that was happening between that time um the day that the meeting was canceled was i think the second or third day that there was like a a spike in cases Mm -hmm. um you know and the county had been calling for things to get canceled Mm -hmm. i know people asked about why there wasn't a zoom that happened um but there are some it takes time to coordinate these things you know um and i'll say this is people feel like it may be easy to 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 throw together a zoom meeting but sometimes some people can't even throw together conference calls so it's it's not as easy of a transition that could be made um, but once again, you have to realize there are a lot of things happening. And the cancellation came late. The, can- the I, I was getting late. dressed to go to the meeting and got a, a text message less than an hour before the meeting started that it would be canceled. Yeah, I so actually saw it on social media. Uh, for me personally, I was interested in going to the meeting, but I've been staying in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm part of one of the vulnerable populations, so I've been intentional about staying in so while i wanted to be at the meeting i needed to be at the meeting i knew that there would be too many people in that small space with people that aren't getting tested because our community still isn't getting tested the Mm -hmm. level that it should be Mm -hmm. for me to be at that meeting so Mm -hmm. i was hoping that there would be a zoom or something online Mm -hmm. uh, but that wasn't the option um but you know like i made clear there were some people that were down at the the, the borough building or, or were on Penn Avenue in Wilkinsburg that didn't go to the mayor's house, but there was a lot of people that did. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's going to have a different story or a different experience. Um, people, you know, say it right to protest. I get that, but it's all about intention and words matter. And a lot of things that were said weren't protest wording, weren't protest phrases. Yep. Um, a lot of people went there angry um, a lot of people went there to agitate. Um, and not for the family. And, and not for the family. And there were some people that have come out and apologized for not being there because they weren't provided information. There was some leadership that willingly uh, misled. misled and didn't provide pertinent information to people that were mm-hmm. a part of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, it led, some, led them to believe some things that weren't true, primarily that the mayor 
didn't attempt to contact the family when in fact that she did do so but uh the family was informed by somebody not to speak to the mayor uh, for whatever reasons I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, we're not going to say who these people's are, this person's are, but if you're in a community, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, people were led somewhere without all the right information. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, 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 that moment has been very divisive in our city and our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still a division and I think there's going to be a division moving forward yep. because there are some people that still feel like they're justified in their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people disagree, me being one of them. Um, I feel like too. it's important for you to have total information before you make certain moves. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about accountability mm-hmm. because I've been calling people out pr- publicly, privately from the beginning of June about stuff, mm-hmm. even before that. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about accountability, but I'm also about the right person being accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's important. And I will also say this, that... Um, there has to be we talked about grace and things like that but also like i feel like people say protect black women when it's cool or protect black women when it sounds right Mm -hmm. or you know protect black women when this or that but aren't really true to protecting black right women. because what happened was not that was the opposite of protection of a black woman mm-hmm. and i'll continue to say that mm-hmm. um and like i said this before there's other people whose houses should have been 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 ran up on and mm-hmm. i'll continue to say that um and i've i've tried to have conversations with people in in inboxes mm-hmm. i've given my phone number out mm-hmm. and people don't really want to have conversations yep. but people just want to make posts and statuses yep. that's cool but i'm about conversation yep. you know what i'm saying i'm about discourse and real action and real, and real action solutions and input and, and moving forward and mm-hmm. how we can move forward mm-hmm. um so you know some people have found out the truth um and you know have you know, some people have been adults about it. Some people have been mature and made apologies and, you know, admitted that they were wrong. And like I said, there's some people that still stand on the other side of the fence with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still investigation ongoing, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I think the one point that I also want to put out there, because, you know, that family deserves to have every yes, single they do. question that yes, they, they have do. answered yes, about that, that night, that situation. Um, and like I told you, I would love for the 911 call to be released. Yeah. I would agree to people protesting to make that request of the county to release the 911 phone call. We've heard a lot of 911 phone calls with a lot of other yeah, we have. situations in other cities and other states. So I do think that's something that needs to be um, put out there. I agree. Uh, but the this call for... Um, the release of the police officer's name. We should know who the police officer is, Mm -hmm. but what I believe also as a resident of Wilkinsburg, a tax paying resident in the event that anybody who is liable by this borough releases that officer's name and that officer who we know who is going to be black backed by Mm -hmm. blue lives Mm -hmm. has all um, authority to sue this borough. Mm. And so if the appropriate person isn't releasing that name mm-hmm. and a lawsuit comes on to Wilkinsburg, we're paying that. Mm. The family of that wow. young man 
who lives in this borough wow. is paying that. That is not how that should be handled. Mm -hmm. That man's name should be released. And I've even been doing like my own personal research because the last police involved shooting in this borough was done by the Port Authority police officers back in 2016. And they released those officers' names, mm -hmm. but it was released by the DA mm -hmm. who also in the releasing of those officers' names stated that these officers were justified right. in their actions. Not that I believe that that's the case with this officer because that investigation needs to be completed, but there's a way that that information comes out. Yeah. And that, that family now has an attorney, mm -hmm. which they haven't had throughout this whole process, which is also a part of why there's so much misinformation, miscommunication. Um, and I also believe that that family has been victimized over and over yeah. and over again which is mm -hmm. also problematic to me because that mother that grandmother that grandfather that family yeah, keep reliving that yes and they don't deserve that they deserve answers mm -hmm. they deserve people to really advocate for them in this space of hurt and 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 heartbreak mm -hmm. and trying to pick up the pieces i'm sure that young man helped that family right you know he was yeah. a grown-up he was an adult so mm -hmm. there's so many moving parts to that and seeing this happen in my community like i said on my facebook status i don't need to make a facebook hashtag to show uh that I'm aware or up on something that is literally happening right outside my door. Right. That right. is that is so um, surface level that it's way deeper than that. Yeah. And I am since since I've put myself in a position in this community to be, you know, a leader mm -hmm. um, in spaces of local government, we've got to have conversations. Mm -hmm. Don't tag me on Facebook because no. the last time I got tagged on Facebook, I made phone calls to those people, too. Don't tag me. Mm -hmm. If you need to have a conversation, talk. Yeah. We can talk this out. Yep. That's 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 how this works. And um, and for me and I, I'm, I'm, I'm I know, like I said, I'm biased, but there were multiple people outside that got my phone number. Mm -hmm. If there was really an issue to get in touch with somebody, there's calls that could be made. Mm -hmm. And that's not what happened in this instance. No. And that is, we fight each other in ways that literally shows how this oppressive system continues yeah. to put us up against each other yep. when we not the enemy not at all this is all rooted systematic racism yes this is all this is all part of of the system to continue to divide and conquer and that's one thing that i said i'm like yo this is a method in divide and conquer mm -hmm. and and i feel like some people see it and some people don't mm -hmm. um but that's what's done here you know what i'm saying and like you said you know, and nobody important. wins. Nobody wins. And nobody it's important the family wins. does get those answers and the family gets um, the answers that they need and deserve and whatever kind of closure that they can get. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's important. Mm -hmm. um, but then also we have to respect the family's wishes, too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, how they want to proceed or how they want things done. Um, they've had their meetings. They're having meetings. They have legal representation. So my thing is now with what can we do next? You know what I'm saying? What mm -hmm. comes next? What are we able to do going forward to make sure that these things don't happen again? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so 
and those are different kind of conversations on different sides of the of the coin. Mm-hmm. You know, we do have to talk about and, um, police and, and, and the budgeting and, and yes. the defunding of and, and things like that. And sometimes these conversations are going to be heated because mm-hmm. we're not supposed to come into spaces and everybody got to agree. It's not about agreeing. No, yeah. But respect is mutual. No question. No and question. if the respect ain't mutual, then we going to get what we just got. Yeah. And that ain't it. That's real. And be out there for the right reasons, man. I, I, I have to I have to say this before we 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 move to the next piece. But some of some people make personal things political. Yep. You know, if, if we're, we're black political millennials and we talk about all things black and all things little millennial and all things political, we have to be realistic mm-hmm. that people have made personal things political mm-hmm. when it comes to this, mm-hmm. you know? And um, we ain't the only small, you know, region or a predominantly black community because Wilkesburg is a predominantly black community. Let's, let's also put that out there. This right. is this is not a community where I, I personally take pride that I can walk out my door and I see people that look like me. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me feel comfortable to be in my community like that. Right. But what I also know about my community is that my community can turn its back on a, on us at the same time because of the Pittsburgh just was in our, our region was just mm-hmm. in the news from a whole report that came out and said black women specifically can move to any other city and state and have a better means of life. Better life. That right yeah. there. If that don't tell us something about how we navigate in this region and how we do each other, we got to take a step back and be real. Yeah. You don't got to like everybody because mm-hmm. that's just not that's also not real that you're going to like everybody. Right. But there's got to be a level of respect when we're all out here trying to do the work and get to the same end goal of all of us having real, real liberation. Yeah. And freedom because we don't got that shit. Hell no. Nah. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? And and the political power too and i feel like we won't a lot of times we're not gonna have a political power when we're separated like this mm-hmm. um you know so i can't I, wait till we get our old heads on here we just thought about that oh, we're yeah, gonna do an old head a, episode uh, we're gonna have a OG, multiples <laughs> a og it's gonna probably be a two-part joint yeah because we like can't bring the old heads on one yeah they, so they we're gonna time. do two-part og special mm-hmm. um and just get some wisdom in here uh, we're also going to have some elected officials from our area and other areas in here. Yeah. Um, we got a couple emails. People, yeah, people, people reaching people out, seeing. man. Please reach out to us. BPM podcast 412 at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, Yo, yo, donate, donate. donate. Shout, shout out to the donations yo, shout out to our that we've and we appreciate it Shout out to it our sponsors. So, so shout out to our sponsors that are sponsoring uh, Black Political Millennials with a, a small payment every month. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on our IG and find our anchor page. Link in um, bio, Facebook and, too. And hit us up. Yeah, and Facebook too. Hit us up. We mm-hmm. down for support. $1, $5, $10, $50, $100. Whatever, whatever it is. And also, is. we got some special stuff that we're going to be sending to the people that sponsor BPM. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a nice package together for people to sponsor um you know what i mean it's just our appreciation and love for what y'all do for us but uh real quick i just i just want to say that um i i just want to say that um it's important that we we make sure that we call people when they need to um but my thing is we all we got yo we all we um, got and I we feel gotta like hold it down. we got to, and I feel like this this situation is is marred some some acquaintances 
and some friendships and mm-hmm. things like that. It's sad. And it's sad, but it's like, yo, life is too short if we noticed one thing. And also, yo, like, I don't know who people think is going to come save them. We going to have to save us. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can't we can't deviate too far from our pack, yo, or our tribe. Because when things happen like this and they divide us so deep to the core, mm-hmm. this is something that you almost got to come talk, come and talk about. Y'all, oh, this the outside is was looking at us on that shit. Looking at us, shout out, yo. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it now is, like, now it, it brings a whole thing of, like, yo, can we can we do this can we work with this person mm-hmm. can we work with these people mm-hmm. is this an area worth investing mm-hmm. in should we do this like people yep. i don't think people realize yep. the, the ripple effect that, that actions that like that had yep. outside of just politics yeah you know what i'm saying outside of just a political reign yeah that's had an impact that's had a major show why impact. everything is political because meanwhile y'all not thinking about it being political but it is but it is you know what i'm saying but it Whew. is so i mean like i said that's definitely something that we can go in depth we about the we're going to have our own breakout after this piece. We're going to talk about that some more. Sorry, I ain't going to be able to hear it. Nah, um, it's for but, us only. But, yo, FUBU, FUBU. But listen, man, I just want to say this show is our people is the only people that's going to really get us up get, about, get us about the shit we in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we about doing this work. Me and Ashley grew up in this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so we're going to continue to to have this platform. We're going to continue to use this platform. And some people ain't going to agree with us. And some people's going to wholeheartedly agree with us. Yep. And that's fine either way. But we're going to keep doing what we're going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we got to move in positivity. So I'm moving positively moving forward. Same. You know what I'm saying? I'm moving in encouragement. There's mad moves being happening. There's great things happening. And I'm about to move towards those. You know Same. what I'm saying? Like, however I can support people and support movements, because the thing is, is you don't see everything that everybody's doing. Nope. And I think that's the issue of Facebook sometimes is where people feel like if you're not posting on Facebook, it's not happening. Yeah. And that's not the and case. And your Facebook's a bubble because you only seeing what's in your Facebook. Yeah. And, and Them I'm algorithms are real. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say this, too, is we've been doing it before Facebook. So <laughs> you have to remember that there's life outside Facebook Folks know my and daddy. there's action and activism outside mm-hmm. Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So just know that just because somebody's not posting a flick or doing this or doing that doesn't mean that they're not working. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to shame anybody about the role that they're playing because I think now we see more people that have been playing roles in the back and I was supporting people, yep. you know? So once again, Yo, love your people, man. Yeah. Uh, love your people. And like I said, we're going to continue to say what we need to say. And that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we could get that in there because I knew that, you know, I felt like we've been off for a few weeks mm-hmm. and a lot has been happening. And that was probably one of the biggest things that happened. And also, can I let y'all know, y'all let that go down during Mercury retrograde. So y'all know y'all wasn't speaking to each other. Y'all was just y'all like, it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't right. Right. Um, on any end, all parts, there's fault on all parts too. I do want to make that mm-hmm. point clear too. Cause I don't want anyone to think that we don't see fault in all parts. We see fault, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we also can see the bigger picture. Okay. So, um, 
Yeah, that's that. That's that on our local issue. That's all we tapping into. The other local, it's not an issue. It's a, we appreciate you locally for nominating us for oh, Pittsburgh yeah. City Papers 2020 yeah. Best of best Pittsburgh of podcast. Yeah, so best local podcast. Black Political Millennials is on, on there. there baby. Head to their website and click the nominate button so we can make it to the voting stage. Yo, nominate us, please, baby. Yes, the nomination stage ends on July. 22nd so we're going to be posting some stuff on our social so we can let y'all know to vote for us um y'all know how it goes on them best of pittsburgh things and you not y'all know how it is for black folks on best of pittsburgh things so let's pull up and show up support us man please we'd appreciate the support and even if you're not in pittsburgh yo even if you're in virginia or cali or michigan or texas pittsburgh citypaper.com pgh citypaper.com please support man so support support us we'd appreciate it and uh that's major though man shout out to anybody who nominated us to get us on there Mm -hmm. um just the fact that the word blacks on there and we're black political <laughs> millennial means some shit. Yo, yeah, it's dope. Um, yeah. so thank you for that support. Like I said, please continue to support us however you can. Uh, BPM podcast, four, one, two at gmail.com. Uh, send us emails, suggestions, uh, anything that we may have forgot, anything we omitted, anything oh, we got wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's so, going to lead us to our new segment. Yeah, we do got a new segment. I'm going to hit that up before we do our regular closing thing. Shit, we forgot. So the last episode, I was talking about one of the candidates for our Pennsylvania State House, mm-hmm. uh, State Representative seat, mm-hmm. Lisa Geiger Shulman. Dope. Was the name? Yeah. yeah, that couldn't. I just kept saying Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I couldn't think of her whole name. And my good friend Jonathan Mayo, he was listening to the episode, and he was like, "Ash, I'm listening to it, and I'm screaming, Lisa Geiger Shulman." And I was like, "Dang it!" And that <laughs> was it. And I just couldn't. It couldn't hit my head. So if you hear anything that we mess up, we're not perfect, and we're not trying to be perfect. We always trying to learn something. So let us know, and mm-hmm. we'll also shout you out on the shit we forgot so that was our first rendition of it yeah (laughs) so we're gonna go back and make sure because we want to be accountable too yes we won't be on top of our game too uh so yeah shit we forgot is something that we'll add at the end um and if we need to retract add change we'll do that you know what i'm saying we want to make sure that we do this right uh so thank you jonathan for providing that that information to us and the idea for the segment and uh now we about to get into our game black car revoke uh, we're um, going to keep these black cards today. We're going to keep them. Um, but check us out, Black Political Millennials, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, check All us right. out. So this one is, this, this is, is funny. So this is a right, right uh, answer for uh, the question. Man. Okay. So what type of restaurant did Martin and the gang start? Oh. This is from television, and I, if this was my question, I wouldn't know this one. So, A, Chicken and Waffles, Renum Spoons, Pizza Parlor, or Meatloaf and Waffles? Yo, I have to think about this one, yo. I have to think about this one. Can I be honest? I, my black card's getting pulled for if this was my question, because I don't can know you, the can answer. Can you say the answers again, please? Yes, yeah, so... A, chicken and waffles. B, Renum spoons. Uh -uh. C, pizza parlor. 
or D, meatloaf and waffles? Yeah, I got... I gotta say, I'm 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 gonna have to go with D because that's the one that this sound like it. Meatloaf and waffles. Is that what we were watching? Yeah. I didn't know that that's what that was. So yes, the answer is D. All right, word. Meatloaf and waffles. Yo, bro. I'm so glad. I knew it was some cold. Bro, I knew it had to be cold, dog. It had to be cold in the mix with meatloaf, bro. That's why I was like, yeah. That would have. That would have taken. That would have taken my black card because Yo. I learned something new today. I want to check that one out. Did you shuffle these? or? I you? did. I did All shuffle right. them. I'm going to just grade them off the top. Okay. Oh, wow. I think you'll get this one, though. Uh. All right. Answer the question. She was the first African-American to win a Pulitzer Prize. Was it A, Maya Angelou, B, Zora Neale Hurston, C, Gwendolyn Brooks, or D, Toni Morrison? Oh, I don't know who was the first. The first. Oh, shit. Give me the answers again. Uh, A is Maya Angelou. Damn. B is Zora Neale Hurston. C, Gwendolyn Brooks. Or D, Toni Morrison. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm going to just have to go with D, Toni Morrison. I was close, but it it's actually C. Gwendolyn Brooks. Oh, damn. This is the first black yeah. card revoked. Hey, that's, I may not. That was hard. Know. That was a hard one. So, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Brooks. So, we learned something First African American to win a Pulitzer Prize. Hmm. Um, yeah, so shout out Gwendolyn Brooks. Shout out to Gwendolyn Brooks. Yeah. You know, I, I went with, I went with Sister Tony because, like, her documentary that just came mm-hmm. out, like, and I, <sighs> I'm not even going to do that right now because it's all good. Yeah, you know, Pitt played me on on the. Uh, this was before COVID happened. Uh. They had a screening of it, and me and my homegirl registered, but we didn't get the information in an email, so we just missed it. I don't know. It was bad communication, but it's available on. I think WQED showed it. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. But episode fourteen, we back. We, we did, did it. it. We, we done. Did it. We did it. Thank y'all again for listening. We appreciate you. Yo, thank you for coming out. New episode out will be coming out. And, you know, keep us locked. Keep us yeah. locked in. Yo, thank you for listening. Stay safe, y'all. Yes, mask up, Yo, folks. wear a mask. Stay mask in if you need up. to, man. Because yes. this ain't no joke, y'all. Stay safe out there. All we'll right. talk to y'all soon. Peace. Peace.